This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, happy Canada Day to you, Charlie, and to all our listeners Thank uh, to you. The Garden Show. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden. Delighted to be with you as we celebrate Canada's 150th. It's quite an accomplishment, that's, that's really. right. Happy birthday all around. Exactly, exactly. Either that or 14,000 years, I guess, or something in between. Yeah. Oh, before <laughs> we go anywhere else, let me go back to last week. Yes. If we may. Mm. We had our little, uh, as usual, weekly trip out to High Park, and you brought along that wonderful uh, jam. Yes. Uh, rhubarb cherry jam that... Uh, Sharon, uh, Sharon Kyle yes, made yes. and gave me mm-hmm. in, at the Ennismore. Well, let me give a little report on what happened with that because oh. she she instructed you not to really share that with me. True. So you limited me I to <laughs> one spoonful yes. of jam to try on the toast out there. And what did you and think? It was marvelous. So much so that I almost cried when you just snatched that thing away from me. Snatched and, and ran. And, and gone. So... Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I've been... You've been hankering uh, for well, cherry rhubarb yeah, jam ever I, since. I want to I want to plead my case that I think <laughs> I should get, get my own jar. Your own jar, yeah. Frank Proctor. That would be a good... Up there in Ennismore, first huh? day. Yeah, Ennismore. Yeah. It's a bit of a drive, but it's quite pretty up there. Well, I'm yeah. sure Sharon would welcome you I'm willing to travel to her for that door. jam. I'll tell you. <laughs> anyway, right. what do we got going today, we'll my friend? We'll give you... you give uh, Sharon your email address. You guys can get in touch. Yeah. Oh, right. So lots going on, obviously, today's... The big day. Mm-hmm. Tons going on across the country. Obviously, within Toronto, there's tons going on. I will say the traffic was nice and light this morning, Absolutely, which was yeah. very lovely. You and I, I think, probably had some kind of meeting of the minds when we were getting dressed yeah, this morning. Right. We're both in our red and white and khakis, and I noticed your socks are also yeah, right up there. On them. Yeah, Canada socks. <laughs> Don't show me your underwear, whatever you do. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so what's going on? Well, I do want to just mention Whistling Gardens, oh, yeah, okay. which is a lovely, lovely botanical gardens. Uh, it is out. It's a bit of, again, a bit of a drive from, for us, but it's, uh, a, you know, super, um, super near, near uh, Highway 24 and 403 area. There's signage to help you find Whistling Gardens. But today, as part of their mm-hmm. celebrations, they're having uh, Free Hugs Day at right. Whistling Gardens. So every visitor receives a free hug. Sharing our love of nature as proud Canadians. So that's all day today. Bring your free hugs to Whistling Gardens. Um, Next week, Saturday, July 8th, the Bob Cajun Horticultural Society is having a garden tour, tea and market. Um, There's eight lovely gardens enhanced with displays, refreshments and music. There will be master gardeners on site. It's only $15 to attend and tickets are available all over the place, including at each of the gardens. Uh, for more information, check out www.bobcajunhorticulture.com. 
Uh, the following day, Sunday, July 9th, the very first inaugural Mississauga Garden Festival is taking place. It's a brand new venture organized by the Cloverleaf Garden Club and Applewood Garden Club. This year's event features a tour of nine private gardens surrounding Clarkson's Rattray Marsh Conservation Area. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Okay, so what that is, is Rattray Marsh is the last remaining lakefront marsh between Toronto and Burlington. So today, the preserved area, which was saved from development in the 1970s, it's, a, it's full of wildflowers, native tree species, and many birds. Uh, so it features several easily accessible trails, including a boardwalk loop that's home to unique and sensitive plants. Mm. So plus these nine private gardens will be part of that tour. So that sounds like quite a lot of fun. Exactly. Um, okay. All right. And then 150 years of at the Royal Botanical Gardens, open all weekend, <clears throat> unlike many places which yeah. are closed. Uh, RBGs open all weekend. There's tons going on. Garden tours, nature connects, art with Lego bricks, discover maples and fossils, RBG tulip bulb sale. So that's where all the tulips yeah, yeah. are pulled up in the spring and then put out for sale for you to plant into your gardens. Back to nature hike, musical performances, on and on and on. Check out the full schedule at rbg.ca slash this weekend. All right. Um, and before I give the phone numbers, just want to give a shout out to Shirley, my gal out there, who has a big party planned today at the farm. Oh, you guys are and, just uh, such party people. Oh, I know, but God, just go. The, she's gone the distance. Yeah, she's, she's probably got she flags went, went from to all Donner, the trees. Dollarama, spent yeah. about a hundred bucks. Oh all man, red and white. The flags and the pins, and you know, it's done a super job. So I, I hope the stream. the main thing is no rain, please. I don't think so. There's been a little bit of rain on yeah, and yeah. off today, but not really. I think I it's going to clear yeah. right up by about five o'clock. Oh, that's great. So, mm-hmm. and and if there is, Which is any rain, great because in Ottawa it is going to rain tonight. Oh yeah. I think so. But around here, it's you're looking forward to the fireworks, which mm-hmm. there are going to be many. Yeah. All the wet stuff is going to be gone yes, out exactly. of the area by that So where time. I live, I can basically yeah. see one, not see, well, I can certainly hear Wonderland, and I can yeah. sometimes see yeah. Wonderland. So I don't even really have to go anywhere. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> uh, let me give the phone numbers here. Uh, 416-360-0740 here in Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And, oh, yeah, if you're a first-time caller, please let Sebastian know. And when you come to the air, you're going to hear that. Little and, welcome. And uh, if you don't have much going on in your garden and you don't have any questions to ask, which I would be amazed by, uh, we do have a little quiz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because um, Frank was thinking and he thought, well, maybe we should just quiz people on some of the floral emblems for the various provinces. That's right. Starting with, what is the, the most widely used symbol for Canada? What's our yeah. what's our official symbol that we use to represent Canada? Well, think that one over. Mm-hmm. And meantime, we shall uh, take our leave of you momentarily Indeed. with the little reminder that uh, please call early, call off, and one question per call, and we'll be uh, back to talk to a, a first-time caller right off the bat. Well, that's great. Okay, back in just a moment here on Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, uh, let me get my arm ringing bell or <laughs> bell ringing arm. That's it. Yeah, in in good shape. Here, here we go. Hey, there we go. That's for you, David, in Georgetown. Welcome to the show, first time caller. 
Hi, David. Oh, we just had a little bit of a miscue there. There we go. Hi, David. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you. I wonder if you can, first of all, answer that question that Charlie posed, re the uh, national... Uh, Canada's flower? plant symbol. Yeah. What would that be? Canada's plant symbol? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a test on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're testing today. <laughs> but it's okay. If you're not sure, you don't have to say anything, but it's really easy. Uh, the maple leaf. Exactly. You got it. Yeah. Congratulations. Good one. All righty. And to your Go question ahead. now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I actually, I have a little uh, herb garden mm-hmm. in a, like an oversized uh, pot. Mm-hmm. So I have three or four different herbs. Mm-hmm. And my daughter noticed something on my dill. So mm-hmm. I looked it up, and apparently I have uh, black swallowtail caterpillars. Yes. Do I need to get rid of those? Are they bad for the garden? or? Oh, oh, no, a swallowtail. If you look up what the butterfly looks like, once, see, it's a caterpillar when it's a baby or a larva, so it's not a particularly attractive um you know, wormy-looking thing, if you will, but once it'll pupate and then it'll emerge as an incredibly beautiful butterfly. So, no, you know what? If you can possibly let that swallowtail larva eat your dill and let it do its pupating, it might do it on the plant or it might do it somewhere else close by. When it emerges as an adult, you'll be so proud that you raised up a baby. Okay, so like it's not going to damage my other herbs or anything? No, it's just the dill. Just the, so the dill won't grow back? Uh, it will probably if it doesn't eat at all, but that's what it's, it's doing. It's eating to prepare for its next part of its, li- its life cycle. What I would do if I were you is I'd go to my local garden center or uh, grocery store before it gets too late and get yourself some more dill. Yeah, yeah, oh. let, and let that larva do its thing. That's that's get, very just nice. get yourself yeah. some more. <laughs> okay. Okay, that sounds good. All Super, right. David. Thanks for joining us here Thank on the Garden Show. Candidate, you guys. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm going to show yeah, it's, uh, you. This well, looks like. ooh, I'm looking outside. It's looking a little cloudy. <clears throat> I won't mention that again. Nope. Uh, no. No. Uh, out to Dundas. There's Ruth. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning. Hi, Ruth. Hello. Good yeah, morning. Hi. Um, I've got a question. What's going to happen with the plants that? They've just sprouted, and there's no growth on them yet. Uh, what kind of plants? What what kind of plant? Ruth, are you there? Oh, did we lose her? I don't know. Uh, I think. Hello? Hello? Oh, there, yeah, Ruth, Ruth, what kind of plants? Hibiscus. Hibiscus plants in your garden? Yes. So are these shrubs, or are these uh, the perennials that come up from the ground? The perennials. The perennials. Okay, so that you haven't seen them yet? They haven't showed up? There's just a little wee sprout on them. Okay, and how long was that plant in the garden? How many years? Uh, they were planted last year. Okay, so that's what's going on. Yes, all right, so we had a cold, wet spring. The soil stayed very cold much longer than we're used to, which slowed down all the plant's growth. Now we've had warmer temperatures, lots and lots of rain. Some plants are loving it, like the roses. Uh, Some plants are really suffering because of all this massive amount of moisture. What I would do is recognize that perennial hibiscus is always one of the last to show up anyway in our gardens. It's very, very slow to pop through the soil. Just mark it with a stake or put some strings around it so nobody steps on it by mistake and and just leave it alone. You may not see a ton of action out of it this year, but it is alive. It is continuing to grow some roots to get established in your garden. So even if you don't see a a lot of above-ground growth this year, 
be assured that it's likely to be five times better next year. As okay, long thank as you. nobody steps okay. on it. You're okay. welcome very much. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for calling. And uh, we have to uh, take a little bit of a break here at the moment, but we'll be back to talk to another first time caller here on The Garden Show on Zuma Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And, Charlie, we're heading out to your stomping grounds there mm-hmm. in Richmond Hill. Uh, first-time caller, Gail, that's for yeah. you. Welcome, Gail. Welcome, and happy oh. Canada Day. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Charlie. Hi there. <laughs> My husband and I met you at the uh, Canadian Star uh, Garden Center last summer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we chatted your ear off for about a half an <laughs> hour. But anyhow, <laughs> listen, um, so... Uh, my mother, we bought my mother-in-law like an eight-foot-high um, Japanese lilac tree two summers ago. Okay, so the Japanese, is it the ivory silk lilac? Yeah, the ivory silk. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, when we bought it, it had some blooms on it. Mm-hmm. And then last summer, it had some blooms on it. Mm-hmm. This year, nothing. Okay, so how much? Should we be doing something with the tree? Well, how much sun is it in? Oh, it's it's. Full sun. Full sun. And no pruning. Did anybody do any pruning on that no, plant? No, no pruning. Because that would, those are the two reasons why they don't bloom. And but, you know, maturity. But, you know, all, all the streets here are lined yeah. with these lilac trees, and the same ones. And I don't think the town of Richmond Hills pruning them every year. Oh, no. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you prune at the wrong time, you can prune off the flowers. So yeah. I was just double-checking that you... That if anybody had done any pruning, when? Because that's the challenging thing with the right. ivories, any of the lilacs. You want to prune them at the right time. So any pruning would take place right after they flower. Right. In your case this year, you're not having any flowers at all. Nothing. Not well, one bloom showed up. I, you know what? They, they can be a bit inconsistent. Um, the typical reasons, like I say, for inconsistency are things like lack of sun, lack of maturity, which isn't the case because you've had two years of blooms, and incorrect pruning so i would just not panic i just say okay so this year they're they're doing something else they're growing a lot of leaves or you know there's something going on obviously they assume the plant is leaves are green and healthy and healthy otherwise yeah yeah, um some you know what it happens we get years this was such a mild winter that i have found there's been typically the flowering has been quite good this year so few flower buds were killed from the cold winter um, so very little tip damage to any of our plants. But but I wouldn't be overly concerned. You know, it, it's just, it happens. If it were to not flower again next year, I'd get a little concerned. But okay. um, but for to miss a year isn't unusual. Okay, so basically we don't have to touch the tree this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just double check that there's, if it is doing a lot of growing with all this rain, yeah. that you don't have crisscross branches where, you know, you need to remove one, look for any dead wood, look for anything right. that's, you know, damaged. Okay. And and typically trees will often grow, and shrubs will do the same, grow branches into the center of the plant, which mm-hmm. you don't want. You want your growth to the outside of the plant. Outside. So you may want to do that kind of trimming, and you could do that any day that we have the sun out and you can actually do some pruning on a dry day okay all right Sounds good thank you very much thanks for calling thank you okay. gail have a great right. uh, don't be a stranger here. call yeah. again happy day to siva in toronto hi siva the same to you guys good Enjoy morning the day good morning i have those little gray mealy bugs that curl up in a ball oh yeah 
Do they eat the garden? No. Okay, so the ones that curl up into a ball, they look like tiny, tiny armadillos. Yes. And if you touch them, they, they literally become like a little BB. Yes. Uh, uh, they're called pill bugs is the common name because oh. they roll up into a pill. Um, they are... Uh, scavengers. They clean up debris. So you I, will find them in your composter. You'll find them under your pots. I know, where everywhere. They're ti- <laughs> yeah, they're tidying up all the time. Okay, so don't, yeah, they only eat dead stuff. They don't eat live stuff. But I went out and I saw them on my zucchini on the leaves, and I, I was terrified because something is eating the leaf, and I don't know what it is. Okay. You know, you so know I what's was wondering. Are, does it look like shotgun holes in the leaves, or is it yeah, chewing yeah. from the edges? Yes. It, all over, all over. I'm I'm seeing earwigs, earwigs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. slugs, Even the rhubarb. Yep. I thought nothing at them. Is it because of the wet yeah. weather? Yeah. Slug snails. Same with marigolds, right? I mean, who eats marigolds? Yeah. yeah, earwigs. So slug snails and earwigs, it's that kind of a year. Okay. All right. So there is very good slug and snail bait out there, which is non-toxic to anything except the slugs and snails. Okay. It has to be reapplied after a rain, but it's worth putting some little, these little pellets <clears throat> around your hostas, your lettuces, any mm. of your uh, things that are getting chewed. And when it comes to earwigs, not so easy. Uh, typically, we'll just put out a little trap for them and trap them and then empty the traps every day. Okay, thank okay. you. Enjoy your holiday week. Thank you, thank very, you much. very much. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, let's uh, send our happy Canada Day wishes out to Hamilton to a first-time caller, and that would be Sandra. There you are. Welcome to the show, Sandra. Thank you, and happy Canada Day to you, Frank and Thank Charlie. You. Thank you. We, uh, my husband and I, um, like to garden, and he had planted some large garlic last year, mm-hmm. and they are about three and a half feet tall. Wow! And they're they're beautiful, and they've got a little tiny crook at the top, mm-hmm. and there's like a little bulb, mm-hmm. and that apparently is the flower. Mm-hmm. And what color is that flower going to be when it actually bursts? You don't want to, that flower to burst. Oh, okay. If that, if you allow that flower to open, uh, well, it'll be a white flower, and then it will set little tiny, tiny bulbs called bulbils, mm-hmm. up or and or seeds up on the top of that flower stem. And your cloves that are underground, which is what you're really, I think, growing the garlic for, right. will shrivel as a result. Okay, so, so you can't put energy in both places. So your job right now, as soon as you hang up the phone, grab your scissors, go outside, and cut off all the curlicues. The, okay. They're like little pigtails. Yeah. Uh, so follow the scape. It's called a scape, be, mm-hmm. a, a garlic scape, which is a garlic flower. Just cut them off where they're emerging from the plant, but okay. but keep them. They're they they're garlic. So make you know. Chop them up, throw them in a stir fry. You know they're they're lovely, mixed in with other food, salad, whatever. Um, certainly plan to eat them, but don't allow them to stay on the plant. Okay, so can can you dry those out? Can you um, could you dry them? I guess you could. I never have dried them. I've always just used them fresh. But I okay. I guess you probably could. That sounds great. All right. So when when would we uh, cultivate? The garlic stem. Okay, so so you're going to get those flowers off today. Then you're going to keep an eye on the garlic. Right now, all the leaves are green. Mm-hmm. In the next few weeks, three to four weeks, we will, well, sooner than that, but we'll be harvesting in the next three to four weeks based on the green leaves of our garlic starting to turn yellow. Okay. When about one-half to two-thirds of the leaves are yellow, it's time to harvest. 
So exactly when that is, I'm not sure. It's going to depend. Like I said, it's the next two, three, four weeks at the most. Uh, usually what I'll do is I'll dig, when I think it's time, I'll dig up a garlic and just take a look. There's a, the proper time is when you've got the bulb as big as you can, but not so big that the paper tunic, which is the, the little coat that's on the, the, the clove, is all breaking. Like you don't want that breaking apart. You want the clove to still be quite tight, but you want to maximize the size. So it, it's usually, you know, it's a test of pulling one up and taking a look and then, yeah, just pulling them all up usually at that point. Well, we've got about 25 of them. So oh, good for you. Good for you is right. Oh, and and remember, if it's good garlic, hold on to mm-hmm. a couple of those garlics to replant in the fall. We will. Yeah. Right? Super. Great. Thank Thanks, you for, Sandra. for the information. Oh, our super. pleasure. All the best, Sandra. Thank you very much for joining us on this uh, somewhat cloudy and Saturday morning. don't be a stranger. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, let's see. Oh, to Newmarket, there is Anne. Good morning, mm-hmm. Anne. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Charlie and Frank. Happy Canada Day. Thank you. You too. I wanted to find out, I, I want to transplant a blue spruce tree. Mm-hmm. It's about four feet tall. Okay. When was a good time to do that? How long has it been where it is? Oh, long time. I'd say about seven, seven years maybe. So when you planted it, it was a little tiny, little tiny. tiny yes. <laughs> it's another one of those puppies that turn into Great Danes. Yes. 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 Didn't real and and when you do transplant this, remember, forty feet tall, twenty feet wide. Mm. Yeah. Okay? okay. Even though That's it's what you got a plan for. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. When is the best time? Early spring or uh, early fall? Early so, fall. I, okay. if I were you, I would try and wait till September if you can. Okay. And prepare the spot where you're going, where there's going to be lots of room, and you won't have to move it again. Right. Uh, dig that hole. Make sure it's not pure clay that you're going into. You don't okay. want to put it into a bowl of clay. So right. dig down, loosen up the clay if that's what you're dealing with. Uh, and then, of course, you're going to, when you lift the, the blue spruce, try and lift it with as much soil attached to the roots as possible. So make sure it's been well watered before you dig it. Okay. Uh, if it's, you know, if our fall is like our summer, that shouldn't be a problem. But, you know, you may need to water in advance just to make sure it's nice, moist soil. And then pick up that root ball, keeping the soil intact. Mm-hmm. Get it over to the hole. Get it placed into the new spot. Same, you're going to plant it at the same level it's growing now or a tiny bit higher because it will uh, sink a bit. Okay. Um, I often will use a root booster type fertilizer just to get those roots growing. Okay. Um, or bone meal just as part. And then, of course, water thoroughly when you do the planting. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. And have a nice weekend. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Happy Canada Day to you. And. Uh, the weekend's going to be great, too. All sorts of goings-on that I'll address a little later on in the day. I'll be on the air from 1 to 3.30, of course. Oh, and that's what yep. all you're talking about, probably, is all the goings-on. What the heck's going on? And a lot going on. Hey, we haven't sure. been um, testing our, our oh, callers. You know, you're right. So, you're right. you know, I think it's time to, to you know, Throw who's, out a little who's next here that's going to be... Cheryl in Thornhill is uh, I think Cheryl Hi, good morning, Cheryl. Test. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Canada Day. And I have to say... I feel so fortunate that my ancestors, a long time ago, chose this country. Well, Me too. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Me too. All right, here's a, here's a little test for you. Uh-oh. Uh, do you happen to know what the floral um, official flower is of Alberta? Of Alberta? Yeah. Hmm. No, I think a dogwood yeah. is B.C. Is it dogwood no, in dogwood's Alberta? Dogwood's British Columbia. You get, you get a point for that. 
Okay. <laughs> and the next caller can be looking up Alberta because I'll be the next one. But but they did name a political party after that particular flower. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. On okay. to your question. <laughs> um, I have um, a, a little mini rose bush, mm-hmm. and I've never had roses. You know, I've just put these little mini ones in. And it was starting to come out in some lovely buds. Mm-hmm. And a nice little bunny rabbit must have nipped them all off. Mm. Except one, it broke, it kind of bent the, the stem. I've left it, but mm-hmm. and it still has a white coming out on it. But the other ones are just sticking up Shoot. in the air. Should I cut them right back or just leave them alone? Well, I would cut the stems back to the next leaf. Okay. Which, is, which will promote more growth. But I would yeah. also, you're going to have to do something like a, a little cage around. Well, I put some uh, some bird netting I okay. bought last year to keep squirrels away from yeah. little tomato plants. So yeah. I put that around it. Okay, that's fine. And that, um, you know, try to not have the netting sit right on the rose because, of course, the bunny rabbits can still chew through the netting. But try and put it up on some stakes of some kind or, you know, oh, okay. make a little so tiny, something around m- it. like a miniature tomato cage, that kind of idea, a little bit of wire around it, and then put the netting over that and you're good. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's the best way to control one little hungry bunny. Yes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, can't blame him. He's got to eat too. I but. guess it's true. <laughs> okay, well, have a great Canada Day, and thank you, you too. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us here on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Uh, just want to get the phone numbers on the air for those of you who might be tu- tuning in for the very first time. Welcome to Zoomer Radio and to the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Uh, phone number, if you're in Toronto, it uh, goes this way, 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And we shall... Continue uh, talking to and wishing uh, Happy Canada Day to our listeners in just moments. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. You know, Charlie, we've been traveling around the countryside, but let's kind of stick to home here, just maybe around the corner Mm -hmm. here in Toronto, is Don. Good morning, Don. Welcome to the show. Hi, Don. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. Great. I have a couple of wisterias. Mm-hmm. Three of them bloom. One does not. Mm-hmm. And I've cut the, I cut the, what they say, the roots, and I trimmed it down because if I don't trim them, uh, take over my house. I was going to say, I can't, I hope you have a big house with four wisteria. Yeah, uh, they're in four different parts of the of the yard. Okay. But this one in the front that I have that I wanted to bloom more than the ones in the back mm-hmm. doesn't seem to bloom. It's never bloomed yet? It's about 12 years old. No, it hasn't bloomed. In the 12 years it hasn't bloomed? No, not yeah. at all. Well, see, that's the thing about wisteria. But you, you do prune it. So pruning in late winter... Yes. Is, is one of the most important times to prune. Right. And you're taking away at least half of the prior year's growth at that time. I do. Okay, leaving just a few buds on each of the stems. Right. And then again, after it flowers, people will often trim. And then sometimes people just keep trimming all the time, every two weeks during the summer, just to try and control them. Well, I have one of these things that's 12 feet long, so I just do the. I just keep doing it once a week. So. Okay, yeah, so you mm. just keep taking I, want, I think I want the branches to mature so that I can get some... 
mm-hmm. uh, buds there, yeah. but it just doesn't seem to, one in the front just doesn't seem to move. Is it, how much sun is it getting? It's getting uh, actually a full day sun. Oh, wow. And is it possible that it's ending up with, uh, for like lawn type fertilizer, too much nitrogen? No. No. I don't put nothing in it because I'm afraid yeah. it's going to take over my house. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> keep the nitrogen well away from the wisteria. Hmm. Well, okay, so there are a couple of tips about, you know, banging on the, the trunk of the, mm-hmm. the plant to to stress it, which sometimes can cause blooming to, you know, blooms to form, flower buds to form. Of course, any banging takes place with a rolled up newspaper, yeah. not a stick. You yeah. don't want to damage the bark or anything like that. Also, the, the idea of... Um, training the wisteria to grow horizontally, the side branches horizontally rather than upright, can also, that that bending of the stems can often force new little buds to sprout and and for flower buds to form, just like it works with a rose, same idea. Right, right, So, right. yeah, and it sounds like you've probably done some reading and you've, you've looked at... Um, I've done know. everything. Yeah. Everything I could possibly do with this one. Have you ever root pruned it? Have you ever gone in with a shovel and... and you know? I went right down to the sh- with a shovel. I mm-hmm. went to above the foot. Mm-hmm. I did get some of the ends of the... Um, the roots come up, mm-hmm. and I pull. I said, well, I got some anyway, but mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a stubborn one. I don't know. Yeah, and it could just be, I mean, sometimes it's a bum plant, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. They say if it doesn't bloom, it'll never bloom. So I try not to take buds, uh, pieces out of there to start another one. Right. Because I know that they won't do anything. But. No, they won't. <laughs> well, we always say it's a minimum of six or seven years before they'll bloom, but you've already given it 12. So, you know, you've certainly shown your patience. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, that one of the recommendations I always say is when you're going to buy a wisteria to plant it, try and buy one that's blooming when, when you buy it. That way right. you know yeah. the color and you know it blooms. Right, right, right. Because sometimes that just Sounds seems like to happen. Sounds like that's the route you might have to take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Don. So, thank sorry, you. I have no yeah. great suggestions because you sound like you've got it pretty well thought out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the very Good best and happy that, Canada Don. Day to you here on Zoomer Radio as we go to Coburg. Uh, uh, let's ask Flora. Hmm? Oh, yeah, the Flora. question about Alberta. Sh- sure. She's got a lovely name. All right, Flora. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Morning. Yeah. Happy Canada Day. Thank, thank you. you. Same to you. Charlie. Yes. Can you please tell me why my mint did not grow this year and as well the purslane? Do you know what a purslane yes. is? Yes. We eat that. We put it in the salad. Mm-hmm. You have to pick it up from a field where men, where men and pets don't pee. pee, pee yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I it's hear delicious. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very it's edible. For you. Succulent. Uh, brain food, actually. Yes. You can buy purslane at garden centers, though. Mm-hmm. Like that's so personally, is a common name. The proper name is portulaca. There, <laughs> but there's different portulacas out there. Some are the very ornamental, flowery ones that are yes. very small, which I don't typically think is the more edible ones. The purslane that you're talking about as a shiny, yes. succulent leaf it grows completely With flat to the ground, mm-hmm. and yeah, it gets covered it's in perennial. yellow flowers. Probably all the rain is what's caused the problems yes. for the purslane. They've just rotted in the fields. It's just mm. been too, too wet for succulent-type plants. Which, I do weeding, and I notice the black mushrooms. Yeah, too yeah. Much. Lots of mushrooms because all the organic matter that's under mm-hmm. the soil is super saturated and growing all kinds of uh, fungal uh, matter, as are, unfortunately, yep. many of our ornamental plants have mildews and fungal mm-hmm. diseases because of the moisture. So I wouldn't, you know, purslane will be back 
likely next year, but yeah, I doubt where you're going to see much this year. Oh, brother. You and you say... Needs, Charlie, do you know who needs the rain? Florida. Yes, I heard. Yeah, some serious. This is so often. Yeah, that southwest or the south just gets drought ridden. But you mentioned that your mint didn't make it through the winter. Yes, because I transplanted from the ground to a plastic pot. Okay, and what did you do with the pot for the winter? Leave it outside. But did you bury it in the ground or just leave it above ground? Uh, above ground in the plastic pot. Okay, the, the, pla- the plastic pot was a good idea because you don't want mint taking over your garden. But That's you, right. But you're, you're overwintering of plants and pots. Either you tuck that pot somewhere really, really protected from the, the northwest wind. wind and the sun and the, mm-hmm. all that, or you bury the pot in the garden for the winter and then pull it up in the spring. Oh, Jay. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. okay. <laughs> better better chance of success. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Thanks, Flora. Have a wonderful weekend, long weekend we've got coming here. I don't think Flora wanted to answer my question. No, well, we she, kind of rushed right along. Yeah, the, uh, she, was, she was all so over her question. Let's give a, a shot to uh, Peggy out there in Ridgeway, who is a first-time caller, oh, by the nice. way. Hello there, Peggy. Welcome well, to the show. Welcome. Good morning, and thank you very much. I tell you first, it's my very favorite show. Oh, lovely. Well, isn't that nice? I hope our boss is listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope so, too. <laughs> um, how about the Alberta Wild Rose? Yeah, ah, there you good go. Good for you. Good for you. All Excellent. Right. First time caller, she gets the question right. And, and now, go ahead. Well, Ask okay. me a question, see if I can get it right. <laughs> I, I actually don't have a question. I have an oh. answer. Oh, cool. Oh, all right. The lady with the skates, if she's still yeah. listening. Yep. Yeah. I bought mine for the first time at our market in Ridgeway here last weekend. Who, the scapes or the garlic? The scapes. Oh, you bought scapes. Okay, yeah. Yep. I did. And uh, the farmer who sold them to me said, put them in the freezer, you'll have them all winter. Oh, right. So I brought them home and cut them up and put them in my freezer, and I've been using them from there, and they're perfect. I know. I flashed on freezing them, actually, when, when I was just sort of hanging up with that woman. She wondered about drying them. And yes, I said, I, I, I guess you could, but I think you're right. I think freezer's way better, because then they're, like, fresh. You know, sort of I super. I used them last night in a stir fry. I know, I mean, perfect, delicious. Wow. Yeah, and we did the same. The gentleman with the wisteria. Uh-huh. I have found with my wisterias that if they continue to not bloom for you, you have to get into that major feeding root mm-hmm. and cut it off. Oh, just cut, and cut, then the cut, energy cut. goes up into the plant instead of sending out all those wonderful little runners. So wait, so major root pruning. Yeah, he said that, he had that, done that. That major feeder root, the big one, uh, that's the one you have to get cut. Hmm. Ah, wow. Mm-hmm. I wonder well, if Dawn's still listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So, so if you, you guys can have a great day. Find thank you so that much for the show. Root. I love it. Thank okay. you very, very much. Thanks, Peggy. Appreciate that, Peggy. Uh, we're going to be talking to another uh, first-time caller uh, located in Kitchener in just a moment here on Zoomer Radio. And what's what's the question you might ask re, uh, a provincial Oh, well, let's go real easy. What's Ontario's um, official flower? Okay, we'll see if Andy in Kitchener knows that when we return here on Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. 
you need the right well let's let's uh, move tools oh, hey <laughs> we Andy. were just yeah. wait, we were just talking about trying to get out old rose bushes so yeah. that's why it sounded silly when the mic came on but you were just saying you got sliced by a rose that bit you and yeah. you're trying to so it's all about the right tools yep and gloves leather gauntlets yeah. long sleeves long pants and I'm suggesting a sawzall to cut the roots a chain around the bumper of the pickup truck and, and you haul the rose out <laughs> and you do not let it touch your body if yeah. you can avoid it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well now let's see uh, a first time caller Andy, Andy yes. we'll get him to the air with the uh, bell hi Andy Kitchener hey before you ask or, or have anything to say I just want to know do you know Ontario's official flower uh, Trillium yes. excellent wonderful welcome you. to the show okay. well thank you all right happy uh, Canada Day well and thank you, you. the same to you uh, my question is, mm-hmm. uh, we have this uh, plant flower in the garden, and it's called foxglove, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I was reading up on it, and it said it was, uh, could be dangerous. I'm just wondering oh, only how if dangerous you, it is. Only if you chew on it. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, okay, so everybody's heard of digital. Well, digitalis is the proper name of foxglove, and, and there is heart medication that people take. I can't remember if it's speed up or slow down the heart, but either way, it, the digitalis was the original plant form and has a long, long medicinal history for use you know, for hundreds, if not thousands of years to help to treat with heart issues. Uh, And now we use a synthetic form, obviously, when people take the pill. So just don't chew on it. Or if you're worried, like if you have dogs or cats or small children who you don't really trust, to, to, you know, it's not going to hurt if you touch it with your hands. It's only the ingesting it where you would have some effects from it. So, so if you're at all concerned, remove it, but it's, it's not something that's, there's no absorption through the, through the skin. It's strictly in the mouth. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Good okay. question. Yeah, Andy. yeah. There, there's a lot of plants like mm-hmm. that that you know you you, so, you know they are considered poisonous. But it, digitalis, you only need a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Some plants you need, a, like a tomato plant, yeah. for example. You would have to eat a lot of tomato plants before you were super sick and throwing yeah. up. But they oh. are considered poisonous. The tomatoes yeah. aren't, but the yeah, plants the are. So yeah, so sometimes it's a quantity thing. And but who would eat a lot of tomato plants anyway? It doesn't taste. <laughs> yeah. They don't taste very good. And I think you'd find the same with digitalis. It's not a very good tasting plant, so it's not going to get chewed in a big way. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much, Andy, for joining the show for the first right, time. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for calling. Look forward to the next call. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we have another caller online. Mm-hmm. That would be Kathy in Markham. Happy Canada Day. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Canada Day. Thank you. Uh, I have a question about the eggshells. Put them in the garden. Mm-hmm. Do they help? Yeah, sure. What they do? Like okay, so eggshells do two things. One is you crush them up. Yes. As, as fine as you can, and they will slowly, over a period of many years, dissolve. And what's released from an eggshell is calcium and phosphorus and important nutrients for plants. So it's not a quick fertilizer. It's a very long-term, slow fertilizer, but it, eggshells do add nutrients. The second thing they do is, by crushing them, they are like little shards of glass. Yes. So they're quite sharp. Now, this is, as far as I'm concerned, the year of the slug. 
And so the slugs and the snails that are crawling along, they crawl over some sharp eggshells and their little tummies get all lacerated, lacerated yeah. and, all, like it. and all their liquids ooze out and they shrivel up and die. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so okay. uh, I'm not a big fan of slugs and snails. So they do that as well. So they're slow release fertilizer and adding that grit and sharpness to the soil will help uh, control some of the crawling insects. Thank you. Okay. All right, Kathy, have thank you. Thank, thank you, you, and you uh, happy Canada Day to you. Uh, we can squeeze one more call in because I think uh, Marianne in Toronto has a little bit of helpful information for us. Well, let's nice. find out. Good morning. Welcome to the show, Marianne. Uh, good morning. Happy Canada Day. Thank, thank you. you. You too. As I was, uh, I had a question about dianthus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flowers are dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I deadhead them, mm-hmm. will they bloom again this year? Depends which kind of dianthus it is. It's a perennial, I assume? It's a perennial. Yeah. Typically, the perennials only bloom in the early summer, but you're right, you should shear them. You know, just give a like a deadheading, just a, a kind of a haircut to the plant, right. and that will um, help it spread. You'll get a have a bigger plant as a result, and obviously more flowers next year. But I, I don't know of any perennial dianthus that is ever blooming. As far as I know, it just blooms once a year. Okay. Okay, there are some annual dianthus that will continue to bloom through the summer, but not the perennials. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Also, and- coffee grounds will deter ants. Mm-hmm. Um, I put them around my doorstep so they don't come in the house. Oh, oh and it really, works, yeah. eh? Huh. They don't like the smell, I guess. Or something. The caffeine. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're all awake. <laughs> caffeine. They keep them awake so long. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's, that's good to great. know because, you know what, this has been an ant year, yeah. too. Slugs, snails, and ants. Golly, we're fresh out of time. Look at that. We've got about 15 seconds left oh, in the show. Is that all? Yeah, honestly. How did that happen? I don't know. Well... <laughs> so, what are you doing? You're, you've got a big party tonight. You're yeah. on the air this afternoon telling yes, everybody indeed. what's going on. Yep. I'm out for dinner with some family members celebrating a birthday and then be watching fireworks somewhere, I'm sure. Look in the next room there, Sebastian, our operator. He's probably got a whole bunch of stuff planned. Well, yeah, because he's yeah. young, so he'll, oh. he'll be out there looking he'll be for trouble. Partying, you know? Yeah, thanks, Sebastian. Thanks to all our great callers. Thanks, Frank. See you Thank next you, week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.